Uh oh, you're not far, you're not close enough. Sorry, young boy. I'm gonna have to knock this down. Uh, I feel good, man. Just, uh, I've been in my bag all year. What's going on, everybody? Welcome once again to another episode of the In My Bag podcast. It's Alex here, joined by Kenny, and we're excited to get started on this pod. What's going on, Kenny? What up? We back, everybody. I know you missed us, but we're here giving you what you need, what you want, what you must have, the In My Bag podcast. Well put, Kenny. Uh, you want to tell them what we're getting into today? Uh, let's see. Of course, as always, we have the fan favorite over under. We're going to be bringing back the popular pick six. Going to talk a little bit about uh, Dwight Howard and the Lakers, a particular topic that makes Alex itch in places he would rather not talk about. Uh, we're going to be introducing a new idea to the pod called Pick Your Player as well as a little bit of discussion in regards to some NFL stuff and just whatever else we got for you guys. That all sounds really good. Um, I'm excited to get started. We got we got a lot of good stuff coming down on this episode. But we're going to start with our overrated and underrated first. Um, Kenny, tell me something that's overrated. I'll tell you what's overrated. Alex, overrated is archaic exercises. That's what's overrated. I'm talking about your good old-fashioned get out in the heat and run until you're dehydrated and then run some more until your knees are destroyed or the old-fashioned set of three, do your your push-ups, your sit-ups, and your squats. if you haven't been introduced to it, people find more dynamic and creative ways to work out. It's the best way to stay consistent, to maintain and continue to do it. Most people think running is the best form of cardio. Turns out it's actually swimming. A lot less damaging on the body, a lot more fun, especially in this hot, hot, hot time of year where the temperature climbs up into the triple digits. So think outside the box when you're working out, people. That's crazy. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I want to add to the thing about swimming is it actually works more muscles than any other exercise you can do um, outside of water. Yeah, most people don't even know about stuff like compound workouts where you work multiple areas of muscles in one go by doing a dynamic workout. Yeah, and it's actually funny that your overrated is about exercise because mine is too. My overrated, my overrated is outdoor hoop runs. Ooh, I miss those. I do not miss those. Um, I think hooping outside while awesome while you're a kid is not ideal in adult life. Like, I'm going to be outside in the sun for hours baking while I'm also trying to hoop. No, thank you. I'd rather be in a gym 
preferably with AC and on a wood floor instead of concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. I will always pick the gym over the blacktop. But, you know, there's there's just something about the blacktop, you know. It's, it's, it's just the most primal form of basketball, I feel like. There's something about being able to get a win in those conditions that just just elevates you, you know? Mm, I can feel it, um, but I would rather avoid it at all costs. <laughs> I, I would take like 10 straight L's on a wood floor than one win on a blacktop. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. So tell us what's underrated, Alex. Underrated is Nike's return policy. Hmm. This this might be news to me. Tell, tell me a little bit more about Nike's return policy. So I've, uh, like some listeners know, I'm on a basketball shoe journey, trying out different pairs of shoes, trying to find that right pair that I'm going to hoop in for the foreseeable future. And I bought a pair from a outlet and I wasn't really feeling them. I played in them about four four times and I also worked in them and just it was the the fit wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling it now Nike's return policy is um no questions asked within 30 days and beyond 30 days they need to be unworn um with the receipt and I had thought to myself it actually been about two weeks I had thought about returning them and I let the 30 days lapse and they had been worn. You could tell that the soles were kind of getting, because it was a white sole, so the soles were getting a little dark. Um, but I went ahead, went into Nike outlet anyway, said, hey, I want to return these, stuck my chest out, gave them the shoes and the receipt, and they said, okay. So shout out to Nike for giving me all of my money back without any fuss, any muss. And I'm still on that search for that that hooping shoe, so if any listeners have any suggestions, lay them on me. Have you have you even tried my suggestions, Alex? Which is what? Um, I know for certain you didn't try the first one because you don't want to stray away from Nike, so you're not going to give Under Armour a try. No, sir. Um, I've heard really good things about Kyrie's as hooping shoes. No, thank you. See, look, not even willing to try. Don't send them ideas, I, people. He's just going to know. I did. I put Kyrie's on my feet. I didn't like them. Okay. okay. Uh, try the Paul George's. I try. I also put Paul George's shoe on my foot. It wasn't great. I'll, I'll give it another try. I'll give his newest line, his newest shoe a try. I I did his older shoe, his first one. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think that's about all I got for you. Well. Let's move on to our news then. Well, actually, no. let's get started with our pick six. Yeah, there we go. So today in this episode, our pick six is NBA players that could have been. So in um, in every generation, there are a few players that are standout guys at a very young age that just don't develop to to ascend how we thought they would. So... What we are going to do is we're going to pick six guys that that happened to and uh, make a team out of them. So 
I think we should go one, one, one on one. Like I do one, you do one this time around, Kenny, so that we don't, you know, blow through our list. All right, let's run it. All right. Um, number one could have been Derrick Rose. Mm, that's a good one. MB, youngest in, NBA MVP ever, and since that exact season has had a generously pedestrian career since then. Injuries have hit him, you know, uh, mental illness, possibly um, strife with teams. And that has resulted in that in a career that was lackluster to say the least. Flash in the pan. Yeah, sure. Okay. Definitely hate it for a I see you. I see you. My one spot pick six could have been is gonna go to a hometown hero, Mr. Anthony Penny Hardaway. Mm. Yes, sir. That is actually my number two spot, so go ahead and speak on Penny Hardaway. Man, if you don't know Penny, then you need to go research Penny because Penny was one of the best big guards to ever come into the league. And he wasn't just a big guy that, you know, handled the ball. He was a good all-around point guard. He could pass it, score inside. He could shoot the mid-range. He had great defense. And right as he approached his prime, right right there on the cusp of it, you know, how I, got, how I told all you guys last year, you know, Giannis went from being on the door of his prime to kicking it in. Penny was prime to kick the door prime in. But as soon as that foot made contact with the door, his body broke down. Mm-hmm. Sad to say, we, we missed out on some of the best years of Penny. He gave us some great ones, though, you know, uh, pushing past a Jordan-led team in the playoffs one year. Most people don't know. Um, Mm. It was a lockout year, but, you know. There's some caveats to that, but okay, keep going. Look, they beat them. That's what matters. Yeah, sure. It's part of an probably the all-time great Orlando Magic team in the first dynamic duo that featured one Shaquille O'Neal. And, you know, I just I just hate that they couldn't continue to enter into their primes together for what really should have been the true dynasty featuring Shaq. I think Penny and Shaq would have been something to see. Unfortunately, it wasn't. So we're going to move on to the second spot. Who you got, Alex? Well, that was my second spot, Penny Hardaway. So I'm going to move on to my third spot, Andrew Bynum. That one hits close to home for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember when we when the Lakers drafted Andrew Bynum, I was like, man, who is this 17-year-old kid? I started watching some highlight tape. I was like, oh, my goodness. This kid is going to be a beast. And he was. He uh, took a couple years to develop, came out of high school, one of the last classes to come out of high school to the, straight to the NBA. Took him a couple years to develop. And then when the Lakers were poised to make their championship run, he was right there with them. And it's another case of getting cut down by injury. Um, I believe he had the potential to be 
top a top ten center all time if he if no injuries would have taken hold to him. Mm, that's a that's a big claim right there, especially considering he had a bit of a slow start. Whereas I'm pretty sure the other top ten guys, you know, had a nice start to finish for the most part. I mean, to be fair, Kobe had a slow start as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. His first two, three years are not the best. Yeah, but and that, know, and that's how they that's how they brought him along and developed him. They they developed him just like Kobe started him on the bench. And then as he, you know, got older and more acclimated to the game, then he became a starter. And that one-two punch with Bynum and Pau Gasol, oh boy, pick your poison. Definitely. But he, he definitely had the potential, you know, a caliber of player that was capable of going head-to-head, one-on-one with the great Shaquille O'Neal, albeit a bit past his prime. Still a difficult matchup to make in years where Shaq was not this Shaq, but Shaq, they could still play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, yeah. here's your number three. All right, so first I got to get my number two. Wait, didn't you? Oh, you had number one. Yeah, that's right. I did. Okay. Penny, Penny was, was your two. Yeah, Penny was number one. Okay, go ahead. We're snaking it at this point. So my number two, another player who was torn from the clutches of his prime by injury issues, a regular face, in the analysis of the NBA in today's game, when mm. Tracy T. Mac McGrady. Wow, you. That's another one that's on my list as well. Well, I'll, I'll let you have the breakdown for T. Mac before I move on to my third slot since you missed out on Pitt. All right, so T. Mac was a special guy, uh, one of the greatest scorers that we've ever seen, just an array of moves high motor, high flyer, and another guy that just got crippled by injuries. Um, we got to see some some, some tastes of his greatness um, in Orlando, in Houston especially, but we never really, we never really got to see his peak because he was cut down by injury. One of my flavor, favorite players to watch um, growing up because he just, he could score from anywhere. And he was just heartless on the court. The man was a walking bucket and a perfect combination of athleticism, size, and skill. In terms of configuring an ideal two-guard, I don't know a side of aside from Michael Jordan, that you could really ask for a better archetype for a two-guard. And you know what? If you could make Michael Jordan 6'8", why wouldn't you, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, give me your number three. My number three, following the trend, another player, once again, taken way too soon by injury, Oh, another he's great, Grant Hill. That's another that's on my list, Kenny. <laughs> we're just two. We're just two alike. Um, go ahead and talk on Grant Hill, and I got. Um, you can go number four. I mean, wait. You just talk on Grant Hill, and then we can figure out the rest later. Okay, so 
for those of you who don't know, when MJ left the game, there was definitely a hole there. A hole that was very hard to fill. But one man wearing an Orlando Magic uniform looked prime and ready to take on that role. At this point, Penny had fallen to injury. Shaq had moved out to L.A. and was being paired along some scrub named Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and the NBA desperately needed a new face, a new guy that they could put focus on and say, he's clearly the guy. And somebody came in and alongside of one Jason Kidd, won a co-rookie of the year award and just took off from there for a period of time. His name was one Grant Gill. Probably one of the, in the short periods of time he played and played healthy in his time in Detroit and his time in Orlando. One of the best players in the league, one of the best wings in the league, there could be arguments made for the best, just pure player in the game at that time. And man, those NBA knees just don't hold up sometimes. Exactly, yeah. Um, funny story, my my father believes that Grant Hill wasn't cut down by injury. He was cut down by his wife. When he got married, he said his game changed. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's true, but uh, I love uh, when somebody mentions Grand Hill. I love making that, uh, telling that story because my dad swears by it to this day. I have to do a little more in-depth research. You can see a a, a, a Grant Hill deep investigation pod coming. Probably not, but who knows? Sorry, right, Alex. We've run through three. For me, it's four for you at this point. It's five for me at this point. That was five for you? Yeah. No, you you should only be on four. I gave no. my third. My third was your fourth. No, I got Derrick Rose, Andrew Bynum, Penny, Grant Hill, uh, yeah. and you Tracy. Right. So here I go again. <laughs> I'm going to continue the trend of NBA players being torn down in the midst of their prime. This one is a little bit more recent. Some of you probably recognize this name because he has been on a tear in big three league play. Amare Stoudemire. I like that pick. With Amare Stoudemire in the early 2000s, we saw some of the first tidings of small ball NBA in the form it is now where you've got a nice stretch stretch big you know that can hit the shot it's a little athletic probably a bit undersized though surround them with shooters and a point guard that can get in there and run the system and there we had seven seconds or less offensive hell for anybody playing because that team was going to come down and get a bucket. And a big part of getting those buckets was Amari Stoudemire collapsing with pure athleticism 
speed, jumping ability, in-air strength and creativity. And I mean, an absolute monster of a man that had no business being a center in the first place. But somehow, through his 6'9 frame, played it anyway. Up until his knees and back couldn't take anymore. And we're talking about a guy who is probably one of the best undersized centers of all time. I can totally agree with that. I um, Amari Sotomayor gave me a lot of stress growing up because, you know, he was on the Suns, um, one of the biggest rivals of the Lakers in the Kobe era. And they would they would tear us up sometimes, him and Steve Nash. You say him, Steve Nash. Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Clarksville uh, High School graduate, shout out. Shout out to the uh, Tennessee product. Not University of Tennessee, State of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, you have one more, right? I do. I do. All right. All right, go. My my final, my big. This one is a little different from the rest of the crew. This one is one you've got to dig deep in your NBA archives to find. Oh, I think we have the same one again. It's a man named Arvidas Sabonis. We do not have the same one, but this is very interesting. Keep going. Arvidas Sabonis, for those of you who do not know, is a man who in the 90s was recognized as one of the top talents in the game of basketball. There was only one problem. Arvidas Sabonis never, in his prime, played an NBA minute. When he did get over, it was widely acknowledged that he was not the same man who had given the United States dream team that we referenced an episode ago and their amazing talents gave them some troubles. And those guys were the best bigs in the NBA, you know. Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, guys who had no business having trouble with any foreign big out there because their size, strength, athleticism, and array of offensive arsenal would just be a problem. But there was one problem, a big problem, a big old foreign problem named Arvidas Sabonis, who could shoot, who could pass, who could get the bucket inside. He played defense. He rebounded. He was comparable to what we now see in a Nikolai Jokic in just an absolute Swiss army knife that's seven feet tall and solid body. We just never had the pleasure of seeing what he could have been as an NBA player in his prime. Yeah, Sabonis was a special guy. Um that's a great deep cut by you, Kenny. Uh, I also also have to close out. I have I got to close out, and then I have an honorable mention. One's a deep cut, one's not. So my deep cut, um, who made the pick six, Len Bias. Mm, that's that's my six man. Yeah, um, the guy who um, just crushed the game of college basketball. Um, was on track to be one of the greatest NBA players we had ever seen. 
And the night that he got drafted, number one overall, had an overdose on cocaine, so we never got to see him put on an NBA uniform. So that that's one of the biggest could have been you could ever think of because you just don't know and never can. Definitely, definitely. And uh, you got an honorable mention. I got an honorable mention too. Who's your my, honorable mention? My honorable mention is Lamar Odom. Mm, another one that hits close to home. Yeah, and he didn't see the reason he's an honorable mention is because he was just ahead of his time, just like Amari Sotomayor. If him and yes. Amari Sotomayor would have played today, they would be destroying the league because they were just so – and Lamar was 6'10", so his skill set was just so, so vast. He could handle. He could shoot from outside. He could play in the post. He could get a bucket wherever you wanted him to. And in that time of the league, he was very valuable – but he wouldn't. His value skyrocketed as he was pushed out of the league due to various um, personal problems. Yes, like dating Kardashians. But that's not here at the moment. My honorable mention is going to continue the frenzy of my previous picks in a player who shone too bright, too brightly, too soon. And his flame burned out. In the man, the myth, the legend, the Hall of Famer anyway, the East Coast, real East Coast monster, Mr. Ming Yao, coming from the Far East in China, and dominating the game for a short period of time before, once again, those unreliable NBA knees. Well, it was really a that, that uh, destroyed him. And so he had feet and knee problems, I think. Yeah, but I think it was the foot stuff that really kept him out. Right. And it's a shame to see, you know, a guy 7'6", 300 pounds, an offensive array on the block. He can also knock down the mid-range. And, you know, in a time where you could thrive being a slow-footed big that just gets inside and goes to work and get to the other side before the next offense initiates and rim protect because, you know, your standing reaches above the rim. Just ridiculous ridiculous and I think if he had stayed healthy he would have ended his career in all time great big man talks yeah that's fair well that is our pick six for NBA could have been I hope you enjoyed that we are going to take a quick break and come back with uh, the rest of our pod stay tuned Hey, Alex, do you ever go back and listen to our old podcast? You know what? I really do, Kenny. I actually listen to every single podcast we've ever recorded every single day. Don't you? Oh, for the sake of argument, let's say I do. What app should I use for it? I think you should use the PodCoin app. Oh, I've heard of that. Don't you get like 
points for listening to stuff. Yeah, exactly. So you find your favorite podcast on the app, you listen, and the longer you listen, the more points that you get that you can use to redeem for gift cards. Oh, that is dope. I got to get with that pod. You know what's even doper is you can actually use your PodCoin points to donate to charities as well. Uh, gotta love the charity, but I am the charity too, so. So, if you want to listen to our pod on PodCoin, download the app on your local app store and enter the promo code in my bag to get 300 PodCoin points off the rip. Cha-ching! Okay, we are back. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Kenny, um, last episode, last um, last uh, news episode, I'll say, we talked about Boogie Cousins going down, and you yes, mentioned, sir. yeah, you mentioned that uh, Dwight Howard could take his place. Now that, look, that's, that story is um, heating up some. So tell me... You know. Kenny Hanzo the prophet. I don't think that's very uh, prophetical. I think that was just a kind of a natural connection. So, do you still think Dwight Howard is a decent fill-in for Boogie Cousins, or do you think they should move elsewhere? In terms of realistic options available, Dwight Howard probably ranks at the top. Um, there's, you know, if if you can get a nice thorough examination and know that he's healthy and his backslash foot problems are a thing of the past, uh, then you get a player where you know exactly what you're getting, which is a solid second unit defender, uh, rim protector, rebounder, uh, rim runner, and for an L.A. team that likes to get up and down the court, that will probably be looking to depend on uh, trying to create opportunities for fast breaks by any means possible. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to get somebody who could fit in the system that they want to be able to play with to a degree, and it also helps keep Anthony Davis from having to long what can be very detrimental center minutes. Yeah. It's it's tough for me. I don't know what Dwight Howard has in his tank. I mean, I trust, I'm going to go ahead and put my trust in who's in the front office to fill these last two roster spots with people that actually can contribute um, in some fashion. But we are also talking about the last two roster spots in a 15-man team. So you can't expect everybody to play. So True. But one of these spots is going to be your backup center, essentially. Because I think that the Lakers have dedicated themselves to not forcing Anthony Davis to play the majority of center minutes. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens as far as um, as far as them p- picking up these last two spots. But let's um, 
let's move on to a more controversial um, topic in the news right now. The NFL partnering with Rock Nation and Jay-Z. Can you tell me what you think about um, this partnership? Mm. It's interesting to see, and I think that there are a few things that you can take from this event. Um, one, there's the initial outrage and outcry of Jay-Z is a sellout, Jay-Z is a hypocrite, didn't he just turn down the Super Bowl, now he's going to produce the Super Bowl, what's going on? Uh, there's also the mindset that I have that I don't think he's selling out. I think he's capitalizing on a moment of weakness in the NFL, which is that, you know, while they're still the leader in terms of dollars incoming in sports, I think they see just like we see that they're having a fall off. And a lot of it has to do with not connecting with current generation and current crowds. And I think this is one of the things that they're trying to do to move forward on that. And he's just capitalizing on the opportunity to bring the change that he wants to see in the NFL. So why not let him before we just stomp on the man's throat? That's all I'm saying. Well, very well put, Kenny. So here's here's where I'm at. I've never really cared about Jay-Z and his dealings. I don't think Jay-Z cares about me and my dealings. The man is a billionaire. And what I've learned um, throughout my, my adulthood is that no matter how you slice it, billionaires essentially are bad. There's not a billionaire in the world that exists today that didn't make it by climbing on some people's backs. So for Jay-Z to make this partnership with the NFL, a league that is right now the bad guy in the face of the public eye, it doesn't, it, it's not very far-fetched to me because this man is, is about his money. He will always be about his money. And that's number one. That comes first. Now, the social change and improving on the world aspect, that's all fine and good. And I think he will, you know, hold up his end on trying to make that happen and helping with the NFL. But for, for people to say that he's wrong for trying to make this deal because the NFL blackballed Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. I mean, that's, it's a fair, it's a fair assessment, but I don't think that's the whole story. And I it's also, a fair assessment, but what he's, I can't, when the face of the group making that argument is Eric Reed himself, who returned to the very NFL that blackballed his friend and partner in the, uh, anti-social injustice anthem protests Colin Kaepernick and still stands with them to this day how can you call him a, crit a hypocrite 
when not you, but Eric Reed is, you know, also getting the cut checked by the NFL. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. I for me, I'm just I care about social justice. I care about um, I care about what these people are fighting for. But the individuals that that we're talking about right now, I don't have any kind of investment in. I'd like to see Colin Kaepernick play in the NFL. Probably not going to happen at this point. And who knows what his settlement was. I don't think his settlement ever was ever made public. So he may not, may not even need to play another down for him to be okay. But I think we all need to put in perspective who Jay-Z is. And you have to also think about his interests um, personally before you want to jump on him about whatever for social justice because i mean jay-z wants to be a, a owner of an nfl team he wants to continually grow rock nation to be a, a household name in the in the music industry and this partnership with the nfl is another step to do both of those things so let's all put it all let's put it in perspective before we even waste our breath on how we feel about Jay-Z and his choices. I mean, I can see where you're going from there, and I won't act like there's no self-gain from this whatsoever. I mean, there kind of has to be because he has the avenues necessary to continue to help with the social climate and social injustices as is without pairing with the NFL. So, of course, the NFL has to, you know, cut the, cut the check and make the deal that makes him want to say yes in the first place. But you also have to question, okay, so what did the NFL have to maybe take some push off of or what are some things that they had to put in the deal to bring him along? Somebody who literally turned them down to perform at the Super Bowl and then follow that up by putting the lyric about it in a song that became a hit song on a hit album. You know, basically Jay-Z dissed the NFL and then the NFL was so embarrassed about being messed up about it that they had to give him a job on it. Yeah, that's also a good point. And let's also remember that this man, like I said, he's a billionaire. So he's out here playing chess. Okay, so... We may not see the mo- the next move or even the next three moves, but there are they're there, right. and I don't know I don't know if they're going to be beneficial to all of us or just beneficial to himself. But there are moves after this, right? So let's sit sit back and watch what happens. That's that I agree wholeheartedly on that, and I think people are just rushing to conclusions way too soon because. You have to keep in mind, if Jay-Z wants to make millions of dollars, he has multiple, multiple avenues to do it. And we've seen that, you know, his history says so. Um, so let's not just bank on this is just Jay-Z collecting a check because he got plenty of people cutting him checks as it is. Exactly. So um, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with a pick your player and wrap up today.
we are back. Kenny, so let's uh, explain to them what this Pick Your Player segment is about. All right, guys. We got a new game for you because it's all fun and games till somebody get hurt. This go round, we're running something called Pick Your Player. Name may stick, name may not. But in this instance, it's sticking on the board. And what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth, three apiece, give each other two options, and make them pick. I think these are going to be kind of tough for you, Alex. I got some good ones on my end. I don't know if you're bringing that heat or not, but I got it over here. Um, I'm bringing some uh, lukewarmness. How about that? <laughs> that doesn't sound safe. But you know what? Let's, let's get it rolling. All right. Um, I'll go first. Pick your player. This is from our previous episode on the NFC and AFC South. Check that out. Um, Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston? That's an easy one. Marcus Mariota. Really? I don't think it's as easy as you think. Because I think Jameis Winston has more skill. I agree. But Mariota's a better decision maker. You also don't have to worry about Mariota getting suspended, arrested, or just in in any general trouble that you don't want your quarterback to be in. Okay, that's fair. That may um, – I want you to keep all of that in mind because I may come back uh, for another one that I have. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind, you know, it. But that's that good old narrative of, you know, sometimes if you're good enough, you can get away with some stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're not good enough, you can't. I don't, Jameis Winston is not good enough, not that much better than Mariota that I can take the high chance to go with him. So I'm sticking Mariota on this one. Okay. All right, so here's, here's your first pick, Alex. You ready for this heat? I'm ready. I'm hitting the gas out the gate. This is perfect timing with the green light on Mario Kart. Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? Pick your player. Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad man. You can't you can't go against a bad man. Can't be mad about that. I, I like the conviction in your pick. All right, what you got for me? All right. I got... T.Y. Hilton or Amari Cooper? Ooh, I like that one. But as much as the Eagle fan of me wants to wash these words out of my mouth, I take Amari Cooper. You know, I would probably take T.Y. Hilton. I think he's special. I don't think we've seen everything we are going to out of him. I don't, my personal preference, you know, if I have to choose between uh, small, quick motion wide receiver versus bigger body overall athlete wide receiver, I'm taking the big body guy. I want the guy that's, you know, both of them are going to catch the ball. Both of them are probably going to make a move and get there. But that that something about that physical imposing wide receiver preference. I 
I want the one that's going to look across the uh, field at the cornerback and might make him poop himself. Okay, that's fair. Lay your next one on me. All right. In their primes, Jalen Ramsey or Richie Sherman? Ooh. Um, see, Richard Sherman's more cerebral. Jalen Ramsey's more in-your-face physical. Based on the types of defenses that I want to run, I would take Richard Sherman. You're a zone defensive. Yeah, yeah, I like I like a cover three, uh, cover six to throw some misses. Um, okay. All right, so here's my last one. Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Really? You're still on the May- – I would – Look, first and foremost, if the scouting report on your quarterback is he'll be a great quarterback if he improves his passing, yeah, probably. You might have a – I don't believe anything scouts say. I use my own eyes. Weren't you a yes. scout? And my eyes are telling me Lamar Jackson is going to be better than Baker Mayfield. So based on your own input of not trusting scouts, Baker Mayfield is the choice. Alright, cool. No. That so, is my personal choice. And I'm not telling you to believe me because I was a scout. I'm telling you to believe me because I know it to be true. Because you can see it. You can see that Baker Mayfield might be special, but Lamar Jackson has that it factor that will propel him past all the other quarterbacks in this class. Can I tell you that this happened once before? There was a guy named Mike Vick, and there was a guy named Drew Brees. The Chargers traded down to avoid picking Mike Vick because they wanted Drew Brees. How'd that work out for the Chargers? And while the Chargers... Well, the Chargers gave up on him. They picked the right guy, but they gave Did up they pick on the him. Did they pick the right guy? Hurt his name. Yeah. I don't know. I believe one of those quarterbacks has a Super Bowl. That's, one of the other that's doesn't. Fair, but I believe one of those quarterbacks is like the all-time leader in passing yards. The other one isn't. I mean, that's mm, those are there are different factors that that uh, accounted for. I think one of them is regarded as like probably one of the five best quarterbacks of all time, and one of them is just, you know, a great memory. That's fair. No offense, Mike Vick. I love you. You fantastic highlight real player. But this is quarterback, Alex. I don't. You got to be able to consistently pass the all ball. Right. All right, Kenny. All right, we will see. Give it. Come back in five years, and we'll see what happens. Lay, lay your last one on me. Okay. All right. This 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 the big boys now. The hog moment. Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clown. Miles Garrett, easy. Miles Garrett's a freak. Jadavian Clowney is also a freak, but I think Miles Garrett is a. He's just something. He has like. He could be on that Aaron Donald level of dominance. I'm done that. Like, there's something about a young man that willingly and purposefully wears an old man style of 
both facial and head, and they play a sport, you might be in trouble. Jamal Garrett is like <laughs> early 20s, but his haircut and that mustache say like 38. Mm-hmm. Definitely fair. That was a uh, that was fun. We uh I had a little contention in there, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the my pick. My all my picks are current players, so we'll see how that shakes out. Do you have any uh final words, Kenny? Um, no, no, no. I've given you guys plenty of inspiration the last couple of weeks. You know, just go forth and follow the teachings of Kenny. <laughs> All right, and my final words is to be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and also five stars. Yes, and also be sure to listen to us and any of your other favorite podcasts on the Podcorn app. Uh, the app that is free on iPhone and Android that pays you to listen. I know. I mean, I'm a user, and I've already redeemed my Podcorn for a gift card, and so can you. And you can even donate those Podcorns to charity if you're feeling. Um, especially charitable at that time. Make sure you use our Just invite saying, code. Changing my name to Charity. If you donating to me, are you that is a, fine as well. Are you becoming an Atlanta stripper? I mean, look, if they're going to donate their pod coins to me, got to get them dollars back. All right. Well, as Kenny is uh, launching his stripping career, you can use our invite code in my bag and get 300 coins for just signing up uh on behalf I mean, of you're listening to us anyway why not why not give something for listening to us you can never say we didn't do anything for you that's true we do a lot of things for you and we'll be back next week uh for more for more podcasts so stick around we might have something special for you next week and more tune for your head top so watch how you speak on my name you know